Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. How are things going, Jeff? Not going good, Rod. I'm pretty stoked to talk about the last part of the roster where we've got the most question marks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to help us do that, we have a guest, Shelly Harkar. Shelly, how are things going for you? Oh, things are good. Things are good, Rod. It's nice to have something football-oriented. Draft is coming. Yeah, yeah. Shelly, you write for uh, for The Grueling Truth, and this podcast is the Browns podcast for The Grueling Truth, so, uh, so we are linked in that way. All right. We've also written together other places in that, and uh, I'll, I'll give you probably what I said last time, that, that you're an excellent writer. People should be reading your stuff. So oh, Thank you. So you guys uh, check Shelly's stuff out. And Shelly, I don't, I don't have your uh, Twitter handle. You want to give that out? It's uh, Shelly Harkar0514. And... Yeah, that's about it. Okie I'm going to take a guess that we're going to skip the Blitz beverage segment tonight. Because <laughs> I'm I have, working later. I'm skipping anything. I've else. got a cup of water sitting next to me. I bet Jeff does too. Yep. Because uh, we've got some talking to do. So let's launch into this, guys. Uh, we're going to cover linebackers and DBs. We're going to do it a little bit differently tonight because we've got a lot of players. So we're not going to go player by player alphabetically. <laughs> We're going to start with linebackers. And I'm going to talk about the guys who are under contract. And then we're going to kind of, uh, you know, we'll talk about the other guys after that and pick out the guys, you know, who we think have the best chance maybe of being back. And maybe we'll talk some extensions too. So uh, there are, let's see. Uh, first of all, Jeff, Jeff and I were talking before before we started recording. Um, Montreal Meander, I guess it depends where you put him, whether you put him as a, a safety or a linebacker. He was listed linebacker where, where uh, you know, where I was looking. I think he kind of goes, uh, you know, can, can play either position. But uh, he didn't do a heck of a lot um, of either one last season. So, <laughs> so not a big deal. But he is actually signed for 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 uh, the next two seasons. Uh, Montreal Meanders, 26 years old, 6'2", 215, a little on the sly side for a linebacker. Yeah. But but he is. Uh, he, I think he signed pretty much to a practice squad contract. Um, he's due 850 and 21, 965 and 22, and he would be a UFA in 23. And his contract's non-guaranteed. Hey, I don't think he played any snaps uh, with the big team <laughs> in 21. So I'm just going to run through the stats for the four guys who are listed as linebackers um, and under contract. The, the other three are uh, Mac Wilson, 23 years old, 6'1", 233. He is due 927021 one million dollars in 22 and a ufa in 23 and mac had a pff grade of 36.2 not so good 
Uh, he played 340 snaps, and we knew he had some injury issues, uh, didn't play a lot. That's 32% of the snaps. Um, there, there's, uh, you know, he's, he doesn't have a big contract, and there's also minimal dead cap if the Browns decide to part ways with Mac Wilson. Uh, Sione Takitaki is 25. He's 6'1", 238. He's due uh, some similar money, um, $1 million in 21, $1.2 in 22. Uh, UFA in 23 and you know not much uh, not much in dead cap if the Browns parted ways with him as well um, but he had a PFF grade of 71.2 he played 393 snaps 37 percent of the snaps and of course the the last guy who's under contract as a linebacker is Jacob Phillips he's uh, he's is that right he's 21 he must be going on at least going on 22 I would think um, yeah I think so Probably 21 last season. Uh, 6'3", 229. He's due $1 million in 21, $1.2 in 22, $1.3 in 23. And he would be a UFA in 24. Uh, of course, he, he only played 102 snaps, 9% of the snaps. He was fighting injuries all season. Right. And he had, a uh, in that small sample size, a 45.3 PFF grade. So those are the four guys that are under contract. So let's kind of look at those guys first. Um, I think we can just kind of skip over Montreal Meander. I think he's a guy who's probably looking for a, you know, for a spot on the practice squad. I don't think he's going to be challenging, at least not at the linebacker spot. If you guys want to bring him back up under safety, that's fine. But um, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's just go to Mac Wilson. And I'll let both you guys give your thoughts on Mac Wilson first. So, Shelly, you're the guest. I've been doing way too much talking here. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you on Mac Wilson and your thoughts on his future. You know, I like Mac, but he had 39 tackles. Like 39 tackles, just that that's great somewhere, but not if you're going to be the guy that we're looking at and depending on. It just seems like he struggled well, wrapping guys. And they weren't up. particularly good tackles, or either were they, Shelley? Not so, not so <laughs> much. I, I just, you know, you sit there and you watch it, and you're like, "Oh my God, get a hold of him, please!" My grandma could do that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I hate saying anything bad about Mac because he seems like yeah, I always have that struggle of the person versus the player, the business side of sports. But yeah. yeah, Mac did not do anything that you would think he would have done coming out of Alabama. It's just I, I just think it was a disappointing season. He did have some injuries. It was a bizarre season. You know, I don't run the front office, but 39 really crappy tackles out of a whole long season. I don't I, I wasn't impressed. Let's go with that. Uh-huh. You know, so where do you, go ahead, Jeff. I'll just like I think Mac Wilson's. Ahead. I think Mac Wilson's problem is between his ears. Um, <laughs> he's he's talented. He can play, but I, I just I just think his head's not always in the game. And you know, based on the the, the Browns having about two hundred and thirty thousand dollars in dead cap money committed to him over the next two seasons, um, I truthfully believe he's going to be a cut in training camp. I don't think he's going to make the team. 
Yeah, guys, I, I kind of struggle with this because, I mean, he showed some promise. And I know that I know his numbers and his stats weren't weren't dramatic. He made some nice plays in his rookie season. That's kind of what yeah. it comes down to. He didn't play yeah. great, but he showed some promise. And everybody was excited because he was, what, a, a, what was he, a fifth-round pick? Fifth or, I think fifth, right? So yeah, it's like but, he fell far. Yeah, Number so it's 155 like, overall. Yeah, so it's like we got this this steal in Mac Wilson. You know, he he looked good, and surely he's going to do better. But you know, I, I wonder with the the injuries and then the fact that the Browns really didn't upgrade the linebacker position. Uh, you know, with the losses that they had, uh, yeah, with Schobert leaving and that, yeah. Do you guys think that? Do you guys think Mac Wilson and some of these guys felt pressure, and and maybe they just didn't play well because of that? I mean, there's the whole change in, in systems and coordinators too. Um, I mean, I, yeah, the fact I, that he's. I think so. I just look at his minimal salary, and I just wonder. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say if they'll if they'll give him another shot or if they. Just playing saw enough. Well, this this offseason is really about upgrading the back seven um, or back nine, however you want to look at it. Um, yeah. You know, um, and and to do that, unfortunately, you've got to replace players. Now, there yeah. there are a lot of guys who aren't coming back by virtue of contract, but you have to look at guys who underperformed, who got snaps, and you know, to Shelley's point, Mac Wilson got a fair number of snaps and look lost most of the time. So to me, if you're going to upgrade the linebacker position, his job is the first one that's on the line. Okay. Well, I, I can't disagree with that logic. Um, so let's talk about the other two guys on Sione Takitaki. How secure is his job going into next season, Jeff? Well, I, I think he's got a one-year prove it right now. Um, He's, you know, he's under two more years, yeah. Yeah, he's he's under contract next year as well. But mm-hmm. um, similar to Mac Wilson, there's not a lot of dead money committed to him. So yeah, um, it's a small salary too. Yeah, yeah. And if if he doesn't play up to his potential this season, um, then the Browns can walk from him next year without much of a hit. Um, yeah. He's an older guy. Um, you have to understand. I mean, he's he's. Um, only got a couple of years in the league, but um, he's going to be 26 this season. Yeah. So, you know, he was a late guy coming out of college and he took a couple of years off of school um, with some issues. Um, so to me, I mean, he's, he is a guy that, that will probably get this year to prove himself um, by virtue of his contract and, and the fact that the Browns don't have a lot of depth at the linebacker position. Um but if he doesn't do it this year, I, I, you know, I don't think he's going to be back next year. Yeah. So what do you think, Shelley? Uh, Taki Taki had the highest PFF grade of any linebacker. I'm not going to count Elijah Lee. Okay. Um, right. Because it's a special teams grade. Okay. Um, he had the highest PFF grade. I mean, he, he really looked pretty good out there, you know, at times. Um, I don't think we're going to sit here tonight and say that any of the linebackers on this team are guys who can't be touched. So, right. <laughs> so, so what are your thoughts on, on Taki Taki going forward? I, 
He seems like someone who's really good. Like, it seems like his strengths are defending the run. And I, I mean, I, I liked a lot of what I saw out of him. Uh, it seems like in other coverage, he struggles a little bit. Um, I guess the question is, do we want to, you know, keep him around situationally? Can he develop? Like Jeff said, he's not a young kid anymore. Can he develop? Will he continue to struggle in coverage? It, it seems like this really is going to be his, you know, make it or break it. I mean, his his stats weren't bad. You know, he had 67 tackles, I think. Uh, interception, he scored that one touchdown. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he did. he's not bad. But, you know, again, he's with a collective of nobody spectacular. So, yeah, he's not untouchable. But I think this will be his time to... Uh, shine or start hitting the want ads yeah yeah so jacob <laughs> phillips is the is the last guy who who's actually signed and he's signed for the longest period of time you know since he was just drafted so browns yeah. have him for a minimal you know really a minimal salary through through 23 and speaking of minimal that's kind of the number of plays that he played yeah. in 2020 102 snaps so we really don't have a lot to judge him on. No. Um, what What do you think, Shelley? I mean, I would think you know, I would think that uh, I would think that the Browns would be pretty psyched about developing him going forward. Exactly. But. With him being new, and he's you know he's he got on with the rest of the new guys. I think that he could probably, of all of these fellas be the one that they could tweak the most, mold to what they're looking for the most. I mean, the kid played nine games. He had 25 tackles. But what can you really... It's There's not, like you just said, there's not enough to really judge him. I, if of anybody, I would, I would hope that they would put some, some good focus on growing this kid up because I think he could be a lot better. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on Phillips, Jeff? Team-friendly contract for the next two years. Um, in 23 is when he hits his talky-talky moment, mm. um, if that's a thing. It is now. It is now, Where most of his money becomes not guaranteed. So um, yeah. I think he's on a two-year prove-it deal. Um, you know, he's, he's probably got an extra year by virtue of his contract, but also because he is a pick of the current regime. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to get every opportunity to play and, and establish himself this year. You know, it, it's going to go one of two ways, right guys? I mean, he's either going to do that and, and establish his worth. Um, and you know, that's going to happen this year and he's going to be, probably one of the most improved players on the team um, or he's not. And in which case, you know, we're going to, we're going to probably see him in a backup role for one more season and, you know, maybe that'll be it for him. Yeah, I think, you know, and I, and I could be a little off base, but I think Jacob Phillips is probably the linebacker with the most speed on the team. I think, and I think that's kind of what the Browns need. So I think and he, size. 
Yeah, and size. Um, yeah, I mean, he's one of the guys that, that's bigger. Um, you know, he's got he's got uh, he's got some height, um, and and obviously, if he's twenty one, twenty two, he could still be adding a little bit of weight to him. You know, right. to him too. So, right. Um, so most plus side of anybody on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah at definitely. the linebacker position. So I, I agree, and I think if he develops at all, I think it's going to be a no-brainer to keep him through 23 at, that, at a salary of just over a million. Yeah. Yes. So there's uh, one RFA, that's Tay Davis. Uh, any chance the Browns, uh, you know, I mean, he's a special teams guy. You guys think Tay Davis sticks, or do you think he's, uh, do you think he's upgraded? Well, Tay Davis played 50% of the special team snaps, um, and he's a special teams monster. Um, So I I would think that that's a guy that they would look to bring back in a special teams role. Um, Mm -hmm. But it really just depends on the, you know, the makeup makeup of the roster and, you know, where they have those, those are the last positions that get filled. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if, if, if they can bring him back on something friendly, as a special teams guy, um, I think he, he contributed very well in that role. Yeah. You see that same way, Shelly? I do. It, it's, it's like he's Jeff said, the makeup of the roster, where, where can they insert him? And, you know, the, with the money, I think, I think he would be someone that would do well to stick around. Uh, he's already contributed you can always hope for more, but uh-huh. yeah, off. Uh, why cut the knees out from under someone who's already starting to look solid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right on, right on, uh, right on the money, Jeff. I think it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to depend on, you know, the contract that that they can uh, work out with him, and it's going to come down to those final few spots with guys like that. So. Definitely. So if I'm looking at this right there, oh, there's actually uh, two. I almost I forgot one guy there. There's two unrestricted free agents. And, you know, these these guys played major roles uh, for the Browns. It's it's uh, B.J. Goodson, mm-hmm. 27 years old, 6'1", 242. He, he's an unrestricted free agent. He played 848 snaps. He played 79 percent of the snaps. For the Browns, he had a 65.4 PFF grade. And guys, when when the Browns signed BJ Goodson, everybody said he's a two-down linebacker. You know, he's mm-hmm. you know he's a two-down linebacker. He's not going to be able to cover. He's not going to be able to be out there. You know what? He played three downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he played pretty darn well. He's consistent. So, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he he. Uh, you know, I, I thought he played. I thought he played well. Um, definitely, he, he he made some nice plays. He he's not yeah. flashy, but he tackles well. Yeah, you don't have to worry about him missing too many tackles. Um, so uh, you know, I, I thought he he probably grew last season by getting to play as many plays as he did. I mean, he he is twenty seven. Um, the other guy, and I'll and then we'll just talk about both these guys. The other guy is Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith is is thirty one. Uh, six foot two twenty five, and he is also an unre- unrestricted free agent. He played five hundred and fifty nine snaps, fifty two percent of the snaps. And guys, that's way more snaps than I thought Malcolm Smith would play last year. Yeah. And, 
And he had a 70.8 PFF grade. I mean, you know, for a guy who's 31, you know, he, yeah. he played well. So these guys played well. So Yeah, they did, most of them. I mean, you know, again, we're talking about the weakness of the team, really. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to say that these guys should have been, you know, should have made the Pro Bowl or anything. But for, you know, for who they had around them and everything. Yeah. Uh, bring in somebody like Malcolm Smith in the last, last uh, minute, you know. <laughs> I thought God, he did yeah. a pretty nice job. And B.J. Goodson, for a guy who was only supposed to play two downs, yeah, he did well, too. So yeah. I thought th- these guys were the two best linebackers on the team this Definitely. year. So... Well, do you guys think they'll pursue either of these guys? If so, which one? Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what the linebacker market is for either of these guys. I mean, Malcolm Smith is old enough. I don't know if anybody's going to go after him. Right. Um, and he's also a leadership guy, you know, um, an experienced guy for young linebackers. And yeah. B.J. Goodson, I don't know if he's shown enough to, to get a big contract somewhere else either. So I'd like to get thoughts on, on, on both of those guys from, from you. Um, Shelly, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, I I kind of hope they do pursue Goodson. If for no other reason than when, at least in my opinion, when I look at our linebackers in general, it seems like we have guys who are good with coverage, guys who are good with the run. And he, to me, seemed like the most, I guess, balanced would be the word I'm looking for. Like, No, he's not a superstar. No, he didn't deserve to make the Pro Bowl. But I'll I'll settle for solid and steady if we can build around that. And I think he displayed that he was a little little better than we were expecting. And I think given the chance he can continue that, I I would definitely be okay with uh, slow – well, he's not slow, but, yeah, steady, consistent – you know, somebody who you don't have to spend a whole lot of time wondering, oh, God, is he going to get it right? Yeah. Yeah, any thoughts on Malcolm Smith? Um, for 31? I know, I know he's getting up there. God bless him. Now, he, uh, he did well. I, you know, again, he sort of struggled with, with run coverage, I think, but then again, he's 31, and he did, he's another one, I I wouldn't call him balanced the way I would call Goodson balanced, but he was, if we could keep both of them, and, you know, that I don't think that would be too bad, I don't know what the money would look like to do that, but I also don't know what the market for either of these guys is, especially Malcolm being 31, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it if they can swing that. Yeah. So so Jeff. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Here's here's, here's the Obviously, problem. Obviously they're not bringing everybody back. We know no. cuz they're going to no. Here's the problem I guys. see with with the linebacker room and and, and BJ Goodson was as advertised. I mean, the Browns needed a Mike linebacker um, who could tackle and who could stuff the run. And I think he delivered on that. Um, but in coverage, he's a liability. Um, and when called on to do that, he, I think he got beat pretty badly sometimes. Um, Malcolm Smith, 
looked really strong in coverage at times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you put the two of them together, you almost have one good solid linebacker. Okay. Um, that really ties your hands in terms of what you can do defensively. And the way that the, the Browns defense wants to be structured is uh, stronger in coverage. I think they're probably Joe Woods wants to play three safeties and two linebackers most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, so you need linebackers who are versatile and we don't have, I mean, with, with BJ Goodson being a UFA, we don't have a Mike linebacker on the roster right now. Um, and you know, the, the two guys that we do have, um, in Taki Taki and Phillips, um, have some versatility. Um, so I don't know in terms of bringing Goodson or Smith back as role players, that it makes a lot of sense going into next season, the way that they're looking to structure this defense. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So, so, uh, of all these linebackers, Jeff, how many of these guys do you think that we've talked about? How many of these guys do you think will be on the team in 21? And we're talking, we're talking everybody, you know, including the, uh, and we'll leave Montreal Meander out of it, okay? Um, we're talking Mac Wilson, Taki Taki, uh, Jacob Phillips, and and the and the other guys. I'm gonna say two and a half. Two and um, a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jacob Phillips is gonna be your will linebacker, um, and God, I hope he develops. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Taki Taki is gonna be your Sam, um, and. If they bring back Tay Davis, it will be as a special teams player and potentially a you know backup in case of an, an injury. But but man, mm. this is the spot on the roster where we badly need to find players. Yeah. And and that's that's all on A B to go out and, and bring in some guys that can can challenge for these open positions because right now we've got three positions and two players. And I think Mac Wilson is is sharpening his resume, as, as Shelley put it. Yeah. yeah. So you think they're gonna? You think that we're gonna probably see three new linebackers on the roster? More I think we're gonna see. We're two probably or... gonna see one to two starters. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm thinking that you know we're we're gonna bring in a linebacker who's going to be a starter, and possibly a second one. That that would to me that would be a successful off season for the front office uh, in terms of the linebacker position if we could find one to two starters. I would I would agree. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Shelley. If you don't have, do you have any other thoughts there? If not, we're gonna we're gonna move on to DBs. No, I uh, unless one of you guys knows how to get uh, Jayon Brown. For some, you know, cheap, cheap price. Delonte <laughs> <laughs> David, anybody? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, we'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> the uh, thing is, guys, we're we're gonna have cap space this year and and possibly to a lesser extent next. So if we're you know yeah. we're, we're contending for a Super Bowl these next two years. 
Right. So we need to go out and, and pay these players. Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you, you, you know, you throw crazy money at people, but this is the glaring weakness on mm-hmm. the Browns roster right now. And Absolutely. it needs to be addressed with money. Yeah, it yeah. does. Definitely. Yeah. So let's talk some safety guys. Browns have uh, several safeties on the roster. And let's see, one, two, three, uh, four guys are signed, uh, actually signed to contracts. Um, and we've got a couple of uh, unrestricted free agents. Grant Telpitz uh, signed for three years. He's, he's 22, 6'2", 213. We all want to see him on the football field. Yep. He's due uh, $1.7 million in 21, $2 million in 22, and $2.3 million in 23. He would be a free agent in 24. And we all know he didn't play this season. And um, as far as an update on how he's doing, according to Kevin Stefanski, he looks good. Mm-hmm. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Grant Delpit signed for three more years. Uh, Sheldrick Redwine is 24, six foot 196. He's due one million dollars in 21, 1.1 in 22. He would be a UFA in 23. He had a 45.3 PFF grade, played 269 snaps, which was 25% of the snaps. And then Ronnie Harrison is 23. Three years old, 6'3", 214, 2.1 million in due in 21, unrestricted free agent in 22. And guys, I was kind of surprised at that. I thought Ronnie Harrison had more years left on his contract um, than that. So Browns pretty much have him for one more year. He he had a 74.7 PFF grade. Only played 258 snaps, 24% of the snaps, which I guess is pretty much the same as uh, Redwine, uh, about yeah. the same number of snaps, roughly. So um, those are the guys who are signed. Well, um, Elijah Benton is signed, but he's—I think he's a practice squad guy. I don't think he—I don't think he's played. Correct me if I'm wrong, there, Jeff. Um, I think he was in. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, he was a uh, UDFA in 20, but I think he's spent the. I think he was elevated last last season, but he didn't. I don't think he got any snaps. But he's, he's actually signed. On, on a, he's on a practice squad contract through twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I've got, um, and then we'll we'll talk about. We'll, I'll bring up the the uh, unrestricted free agents after these guys. But um, Grant Delpit, guys, obviously we got to. Hopefully he's healthy, and <laughs> we want him to. Want to be healthy and play like everybody thinks he can play. Um, tough injury to come back from. Um, I don't yeah. think there's much sense really in talking about Grant Delpit. He's either going to play or he's not. He's certainly not going anywhere. Right. So that takes us to uh, really to, to Redwine and Harrison um, as the two guys who are signed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Redwine signed for two years. Harrison signed for one. Uh, Jeff, I'll let, I'll let you go first on this. Are these guys fighting to be the starter? Uh, are they fighting to be the backup? Um, what do you think the situation is 
with the, with these two guys going into this season. Well, how good is it to be Sheldrick Redwine right now? Uh, I mean, he's he's like the only consistent established safety that the Browns have, um, yeah. who's who's played consistently. You know, um, Ronnie Harrison um, is is immensely talented. And you saw what he's capable of at times, but I think I said this a while back, he's made of the same glass as David and Joku. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he just can't seem to stay on the field. Um, so, you know, like you said, Rod, the, the, we are really limited in terms of what we know about the safety position right now. Yeah. Um, so, like linebacker, um, the, the front office just has to bring in some players here, somebody that we know what we're going to get from. And, you know, maybe, maybe Grant Delpit, you know, bounces back and, and turns into the kind of player that they thought he was when they drafted him. Um, but I don't think you can take that to the bank right now and, and you know, beyond – Harrison and Redwine, um, there's just there's just nothing there, you know. But, but practice yeah. squad guys, yeah. And you know when you're looking at you know a Joe Woods defense that wants to play three safeties most of the time, um, you know Sheldrick Redwine right now is going to see a lot of playing time, which isn't necessarily great for us. I mean he's is in terms of a coverage safety, he's probably the best coverage safety that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's not really saying a heck of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Slim Pickens. So, what are your thoughts on those two guys, Shelly, on Redwine and Harrison? I'm really just pretty much agreeing with everything Jeff said. If if, if I was Sheldrick Redwine, I'd be pretty happy sitting where I am right now. Um, but yeah, the Harrison again. He he has those those moments where you watch them and you're like, Oh man, you're, you're, you're just the best guy in the world. And then there are the other moments. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty narrow, <laughs> narrow window to look in. I wouldn't even guess about Delphit. It Hopefully, you know, he's young and he'll bounce back. I, I don't know. Personally, I'm making the uh, the call to uh, Richard Sherman <laughs> in his free agency. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't dislike either of those guys. But uh, I don't have a. I'm not betting the farm on anybody there. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's a ridiculous idea, Shelley, to, to you know find a aging cornerback like that that can come in and play free safety for us you know what it's crazy enough to work though because he used to work with woods remember way back in the day they they were together Mm. and he does have that i mean i know he's 32 he's richard sherman he's not the richard sherman we all used to know but he's got the veteran presence and realistically it's probably neither here nor there because i don't actually see us going after him but I was just kind of looking around free agency when I was looking at some of these guys. I like them going out and getting somebody in that mold, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, Ronnie Harrison, 
as he, I just don't know what the Browns are going to be thinking with him because you know I think that they their plan was probably to bring him in, you know, get him into the system last year, you know, and, and near the end of last season he was going to move into you know being the, the starting strong safety. Mm-hmm. And, but now all these injuries are there, and now he's got one season. Did, you know, does, does he have to make it through this season without getting dinged up much for the Browns to consider an extension for him? Or are the Browns pretty much ready to move on from him after this season already? Mm. What, what do you guys think? Well, I think he was brought in to be insurance when Delpit went down. And they knew that they could walk from him, um, you know, pain-free, assuming Delpit bounced back. Um, but what if Delpit doesn't? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think right now you've got two halves of a player again. Um, you know, Ronnie Harrison, you know what you're going to get if he can stay healthy. And Delpit, you're kind of wondering what he's going to play like when he's healthy. So one of those guys is going to emerge as your strong safety. Um, I think with, with Woods playing three safeties a lot, there's a chance that those guys are on the field together quite a bit if they uh-huh. play, you know, if they both play well and stay healthy. Um, and if that works, if, if, you know, that formula works out this year, um, then you may see Harrison get extended. Um, you know, if, if either Delpit, you know, crashes and burns or mm-hmm. if the two of them play really well together, um, you may see Harrison get extended. I think the yeah. team likes him a lot. Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. I mean, uh, um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, the The number of snaps I, uh, actually surprised me a little bit that he played 258 snaps. It didn't seem like he was on the field that much, you know, uh, compared to some other guys. Right. So, uh, so let's move on. We got two uh, free agents safeties and uh one is carl joseph 27 510 200 he played 599 snaps 56 percent of the snaps uh, 52.7 pff grade the other is andrew sandejo 33 61210 he played 919 snaps last year <laughs> 85% of, of the defensive snaps at 42.6 PFF grade. Okay. You know, when I see these, these snap counts, I mean, I know the Browns have to upgrade, but you have to have the quality players to take these snap counts, you know, and guys that can get through the season too. So, yeah. um, you know, you can't just assume that Ronnie Harrison can take Andrew Sandejo's, uh, you know, workload next season. You know, um, with how how injury prone he's you know he's been. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys? Uh, let me just stick to the topic here. Do you guys think the Browns pursue either Carl Joseph or Andrew Sandejo in in some manner, whether it's uh, to bring him back as a player or a coach, Jeff? <laughs> no, neither one. Is that is, no? No, I don't. I don't think either one of them. Either either one of them comes back. Um, Sheldrick Redwine is going to get those 
um, free safety snaps unless we bring in somebody that um, is better in coverage. And the fact that Andrew Sandejo played, what did you say, 87% of the snaps or something? 85. Uh, 85% of the snaps. 900 snaps. As your coverage safety um, tells you how bad the Browns organization is at coverage safety. <laughs> so, yeah. And and I like Anderson Dejo. I've I've defended him all season, but um, they just have to get better at free safety. And however the front office chooses to do that, um, just like at linebacker, we need a player, and that will make the biggest difference in our defense's success in 2021. Is do we find the right guys for those two positions? Yeah, Shelly, what do you think the, the market will be for Carl Joseph this season? Because it really wasn't there last year. You know, that I, I, I'm coming up with, with not very much. That good, huh? <laughs> that great, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm blown away and speechless. Oh, no. I mean, the guy was a first-round draft pick originally you know yeah and he played okay he can lay the wood on people yeah he, he played okay he missed by a mile too yeah. yeah i mean he doesn't play like a first rounder he i mean he played okay yeah that's about I, it again i don't hate the guy but what jeff says is spot on we need the guy a guy somebody who's going to fill that spot a little better than oh he showed up and he played a lot yeah, we need a little bit more out of that at yeah. this stage of, of the team's development, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, so we'll just we'll summarize safety real quick here. So uh, you guys pretty much think uh, Redwine, Harrison, Delpit, you guys think all three of those guys will be around next season, I would assume, and that the Browns are kind of filling – Filling in, I guess, a spot or two, depending on how the roster is constructed. If you're playing three safeties, I think you're carrying more than four, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Five, probably carrying five safeties, I would, I would think, if you're playing three all, you know, most of the time. So I would think the Browns are looking for a couple safeties to bring in. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to corner uh, again. A ton of corners to talk about, but you know, when you really look at it, there's really not that many. So, mm. uh, <laughs> guys who are <laughs> under contract. <laughs> um, Greedy is under contract. Uh, Greedy, 23 years old, 6'2, 185. He's due $1.7 million this season, $2 million next season, and a free agent in 23. Um, uh, dead cap for greedy. There would be, yeah, there would be a, a hit, major hit if the Browns cut him this season, 1.3 out of the 1.7. Um, and 22 when he's due, uh, 2 million, there's only 670 in dead cap. So, uh, not looking at cutting greedy right now, but we know he's had the injury. We really don't right. know what his situation is. So, um, you know, that's uh, the Browns are going to look at it at some point if he can't work his way out of this and come back and contribute as a player. So, just being that he didn't play last season. Uh, Denzel Ward, 
also signed for two seasons um, right now. Well, actually, he signed for one season, and then he has his fifth-year option. So mm, he's right. 23, um, 5'11", 190. He's due $9.5 million this season, and then the option. Uh, he would be a free agent in 23. He had a, uh, I can't read my own writing, guys, 72.8, I think, PFF grade. <laughs> He played 775 snaps, 72% of the snaps. And, man, that, that's a high number considering he was – how many games did he miss with COVID? Two or three? I think Couple, three. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he played – he must have played almost every other snap. Yeah. You know, to get to that number. So, that, that's pretty strong. Um, MJ Stewart is uh, on a one-year non-guaranteed contract. He's doing $1.1 and 21 he's 25 511 200 he'd be an unrestricted free agent in 22 uh, he played 167 snaps 15 percent of the brown snaps had a 41.6 pff grade um, the other two guys are robert jackson and aj green those guys are both um i guess pretty much on on uh, what you call practice squad mm. type contracts um jackson's due 850 and 21 it would be an RFA in 22. AJ Green is due 780 in 21, 895 in 22. It would be an RFA in 20 in 2023. So those are the three. Those are the five guys um, that are signed. And I guess the Browns signed uh, Brian Allen off the Bengals practice squad. I couldn't find any details on his actual contract. So, but he, I don't think he did much for the Bengals last season. So I think he's a practice squad guy. So, so um, Greedy Williams, mm. uh, Shelley, I'll let you start with Greedy. You know, what do the Browns need to see? And, you know, is he guaranteed a spot this season? I mean, what you said about the cap and the money, um, I, I think, they're likely to keep him around if he's able to contribute at all. I did look up a little bit about um, his nerve damage and um, it just, it just sounds like that's something that is going to be like, they're going to see it as it develops over time. It, it doesn't sound like something like, okay, this, this broken thing is back the way it should be. It's, and it just, like, I saw an interview with Stefanski who said, you know, I'm optimistic, Greedy's doing good. But all He's the optimism. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's like, I just don't feel confident in in his ability to truly recover from something that, from everything I read, is not, you know, it, it's not that easily defined as oh you're better or oh you're not it it i wouldn't want to put too many eggs in that basket because it seems like he's going to be a touch and go situation i mean i hang on to him maybe until you can let him loose with a smaller hit money wise i don't know yeah jeff greedy well greedy i learned about go ahead nerve damage rod um when i had my back injury um nerves regenerate at, and i'm not a doctor don't play one on tv and didn't stay at a holiday and express <laughs> but um nerve i've been told nerves regenerate at a rate of a, 
approximately one inch per month. Mm. So if if you're talking about nerve damage in a shoulder, um, that's roughly less than a foot from the origin at the spinal column, okay? Um, so we're talking about less than 12 months to regenerate that nerve, if it's going to regenerate, mm -hmm. okay? Um, so my take on that is he had a year to see what he was going to get back, okay? Now we know what he's going to have to play through. And the real question is, is, can he play through what he currently has? And if he can, how good a player can he be with mm -hmm. that limitation? Okay. So um, based on the money, based on the contract um, and, and the, the dead cap money this year, he's going to get an opportunity to see what he can do this year. Um, and hopefully he can figure out a way to still play at a high level with the limitation of that nerve damage. Because I think that as an, as a, um, as an excuse or as a reason not to play, I think that ends this fall. I think you're right. And before we move on, I just, you know, I'm, everybody's thinking of greedy, you know, greedy is a number two corner, you know, get greedy back. Well, greedy, Played his rookie season. Greedy looked okay. Greedy looked like he had to grow as a player. Um, right. We're not waiting on an all-pro guy to come back. We're not waiting yeah. on Denzel Ward the second to come back. Yeah. Right. So we don't know what we're waiting on, and I don't think the Browns are waiting on their number two corner to come back. They are going to try mm -hmm. to fill that spot, and if Greedy can come in and and get playing time at you know, at, as at one of the corner spots, great. I think yeah. that's how the Browns are probably looking at it. So, uh, well, he does give ahead. you the size. I mean, he he gives you the size at corner that Denzel yeah. lacks, and and as a complementary piece, you gotta like what he could potentially bring. It's just you, you just don't know at this point. Right. The Browns the Browns would love. I mean, how great would it be for him to come out and be the you know oh, the number yeah. two corner? It'd be great if he comes out and not only is able to play, but, you know, even takes a step forward from his rookie season. I mean, it'd be wonderful. But we got to see what happens. So. Right. Um, Denzel Ward, guys, um, when will the Browns look at extending him? Do you think he is a guy that definitely has to be extended? What are your thoughts? Um, what do you think, Shelley? From my point of view... I say, yeah, uh, nothing about Denzel makes me feel like, eh, he's expendable, man, maybe we can keep him, maybe not. I say he's he's somebody, in my opinion, that's right up there. I mean, you said it yourself, look how much he accomplished with, you know, his limited playing time. I, I mean, he's, you know, there's always that injury concern, there's always something, but I personally think, yeah, I say... We, we lock him down, and uh, I just feel like we can expect more good things from him, and hopefully this coming season's not going to be crazy and COVID and all that. So, yeah, I say keep him, sign him, lock him in, 
unless yeah. they see something better out there somewhere. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, I know there's always yeah. the next guy, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I like Denzel and I like what he's shown us so far. And I, I think, I think he has more to, to prove and to go out and show us. Yeah, I agree. So, so Jeff, we've been, we've been through most of the guys, most of the possessions priority wise for the Browns, uh, you know, I, I hate to even put Baker in this category because I think he's probably their, their top priority. But, you know, Baker, Denzel, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, even Wyatt Teller, who we've we've talked about. Where does uh, where's Denzel Ward live in priority, you know, of signings, of, of getting these guys, to you know, locked up? Well, he's certainly with all of those guys. Um you know, you could probably put all their names in a in a hat and draw one out and say he's the most important guy that we resign or extend. Um, I'll, I'll say this about Denzel Ward, and you you mentioned earlier, Rod, uh, the number of games he played: thirteen in in eighteen, twelve and nineteen, and twelve and twenty. Um, but he played north of seventy percent of the snaps mm-hmm. in all of those seasons. Okay, um, I'm not sure how that math works out. Even when he played seventy five percent of the games and was in 100% of the, of the snaps. snaps. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. got to be. So, I mean, be. look, Denzel Ward is probably, not probably, I mean, I would say without a doubt, the best one-on-one coverage cornerback in the NFL. Um, you can check the stats on that, but um, he he is the most dependable one-on-one cornerback in the NFL. And you can tell that he's not out there um, just based on, on what receivers are able to do to the Browns defense mm-hmm. when Denzel's not on the field. Oh, totally um, different. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 it lets Joe Woods take one player out of the offensive game plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what's interesting about the contract though, is, um, as a first-round pick in this this um, notch period where they're changing the way fifth-year options work, um, Denzel is going to be one of the first players who's impacted by the new structure, which is driven more by how they perform than by where they were drafted. Mm-hmm. He's got one Pro Bowl already. If he goes out and plays this year on a good team that's expected to go deep into the playoffs and makes another pro bowl, his fifth year option is going to be worth 16 to $18 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah. Right. Now, if, if the Browns are able to get him to sign an extension, um, they can make a case that his value might have been decreased by his injury history. So Mm -hmm. the fact that he's only played 12 games the last couple of seasons uh, might decrease that value a little bit to, you know, the 12 to $14 million range. Okay. So I think from an analytics standpoint, um, from a cap standpoint, it makes sense to extend Denzel sooner rather than later. 
Mm-hmm. I think Baker's on the other yeah. side of that. I think Baker's going to play on his fifth-year option just because he's a quarterback, and it makes most sense for quarterbacks to play out their fifth-year option. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah their fifth-year. So Denzel, I think um, Miles is the heart and soul of the D-line. Denzel is the heart and soul of the coverage unit. Mm-hmm. Um, they better figure out how to extend him sometime before that fifth-year um kicks in um and and they just got to build the rest of this backfield around him mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah the other guy in question is mj stewart on a 1.1 million dollar non-guaranteed contract he to the Browns keep mj stewart uh you know as, as a depth guy on that deal just uh what do you guys think? Yes or no, Shelly? Uh, I don't know. No. Yeah. That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. Sorry, I'm Jango. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, he actually did okay, in, you know, in some spots, you know, yeah. being pressed into action. But, I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Corner, corner's a tough spot to play in the NFL, too. I mean, what are your it thoughts, is. Jeff? I, I saw some good plays from him late in the season. Um, yeah, he's again, he's a guy that's been around for a little while, been on some practice squads. Um, he was a second round pick of the Bucks, actually. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's got, he's got some talent. Um, yeah. my thing is, is you can never have too many cornerbacks. Um, no, no. they seem to get hurt. Um, you yeah. know, you, you just need depth at the cornerback position and, you know, looking at, at who else we have on the roster, um, you know, unless we can go out and find some guys um, one way or another, um, he's probably going to be one of our backups this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. It depends how many other corners they bring yeah. in and, you know, who they really like. Um, there's always competition at that spot, but... Um, Again, you have to think of where this team is, and you don't want four rookie corners on this team going into the no. season. So you no. would rather have a guy who's been around, uh, you know, a few years and has some experience in the system. So uh, Robert Jackson, AJ Green, those guys—I I think those guys will be around, you know, as uh, practice squad guys. I mean, obviously, the way the practice squad works, you don't know, but. Um, I think those guys are probably fighting for practice squad time. It, they they like AJ Green. He you know he didn't really play, but you know um, I think he was the the guy they signed as a UDFA last season who uh, who they were probably most proud of. So um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on those guys. Those guys are are guys fighting fighting for a spot. Um, I think they'll be in camp, you know, fighting for a spot. So. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Tavier Thomas is an RFA, uh, 5'10", 205, 50.2 PFF. He, he played 203 plays, 19%. Um, guess, uh, what, do you, what do you think as far as chances of him being back next season? Any thoughts, guys? No. No <laughs> thoughts? No thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I think he's. I think he's a guy that can um, do multiple things. So I think it kind of depends on uh, 
Is he a guy you can slide to slide to safety to? I'm, I'm trying Big to enough. remember. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think he's played some of both spots, so that could that could benefit him. But again, with an RFA, it just kind of depends on the market and everything and what the Browns decide yeah. to do. So, um, yeah, uh, free agents. Donovan Olumba, I, I I don't know if the Browns are gonna go after him. He's the I, he's the bigger guy, but he must have been on the practice squad all last season. I'm not sure what happened with him. Um, he's the guy I think they got from Dallas, who is six two two oh five. They really liked his size, but um, I don't know if he if the Browns really uh, you know if there was any development there to where they'll try to keep him and work on him more or not. So um, I think. Let me uh, see here. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on him. Browns are either going to try to get him back on the practice squad, probably, or not. Um, Kevin Johnson played 576 snaps, 53%, had a 50.6 PFF grade. He's a free agent. What do you guys think about Kevin Johnson? He's, he's 28 years old. Wasn't he the guy that had the the um, accident early or the lacerated liver or something early in the season in training camp and missed a whole bunch of the start of the season? Was that him? I'm not sure. Jeez. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. sure. I shouldn't take every one of these, these guys. These guys are all kind of running together. It, now. It's hard to keep yeah. the guys, honestly. Um, the Browns cycled through a heck of a lot of corners this season. Man. Yes. So, yes. Um, yes. And they probably I, will this year as well. So they probably you know, will. I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out any of these guys. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the the probably the most interesting guy is Terrence Mitchell, okay? Terrence Money Mitchell, 28 years old, 5'11", 191. He's a free agent, guys. 66.7 PFF. He played that second corner position. He played 1,004 snaps, 93% of the Brown snaps. Man, he was on the field all the yeah. time. Um, what can you say about about Terrence Mitchell? Uh, he was on he was on a pretty big contract. Um what do you think the Browns are going to do? Are they going to try to get him back? Uh, are they going to go after you know younger guys? Um, what do you think with with Terrence Mitchell? What do you, what do you think, Shelley? I mean, the dude played all fifteen games, which I mean, in that position, the way our guys get cut down, that's something all by itself. Uh, how much is he? How much are they in for with him? Well, he's a free agent now. Oh, he's a free agent. I mean, okay. Yeah, he's a free agent. Question is, are they going to pursue him or not? Um, I don't. I don't have his numbers. I know he. Um, he signed. What he signed, Jeff. Uh, I don't know if you have it in front of you or not. But I mean, he signed a. His contract was what, like a four-year, thirty million dollar okay. deal or something when he signed to come to the Browns. It was a pretty um, good sized deal. Three years. Um, 9.8. So he, his cap number was 3.666 last year, two, two and a half million base. So, I mean, Oh, it's a lot less than what I was thinking. Pretty team friendly. I'm way off. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was making a lot more money than that. 
Um, now, you know, to re-sign him, I think you're looking at those kind of numbers. Uh-huh. You know, you're, you're looking at probably, you know, just looking at what cornerbacks get in the NFL. Um, he's, you know, got he's got a value of five to six million a year. Well, yeah. yeah. How many how many guys play a thousand snaps? Yeah, yeah. I, he's definitely he's definitely got some some. Uh, I'm trying to find the word. He's resilient. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean that, that's a lot of that, right? that's a lot of snaps, man. Um, yeah. I mean, if um, if we can make it happen in a in a you know budget friendly manner, it, you know, the devil you know, the devil you don't know. I, I would <laughs> I would say yeah. Cornerbacks are, you know, it's always open season on those guys. I, I, I tell you what, if, if go ahead. If they if they could bring him back as a slot, which is what he really originally was intended to do, mm-hmm. and not yeah. as your starting cornerback, right? Um, I think there would be tremendous value in in him playing that role, um, assuming the other pieces are in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if if you don't bring back Terrence Mitchell and your and your Counting on, you know, greedy. <laughs> yeah. And then something, you know, that greedy's not able to to play like we hope he will. Then you're, you know, you're looking at Denzel Ward and and you know and not much past him. Yeah. No. So then you you've really got a whole bunch of spots to fill. So so it's going to be interesting. The Browns are kind of in a bind uh, a little bit. I mean, I don't know how many corners they're going to want to go after and, and then you're in the right. same issue you don't want to draft you know two corners and right. try to develop them when you're when you're competing for you know and to no. try to go deep in the playoffs yeah not at this stage right now you're signing a free agent it's, it's either terrence mitchell or it's somebody else to press greedy yeah yeah i think so well guys we uh we went a little bit over, but we made it through all 20 yeah. or 30 players. Or, or kind of. We made it through all, all all three positions, let's put it that way. There you go. <laughs> Linebacker, corner, and safety. Um, I guess we could kind of put a wrap on the corner, but I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, uh, Denzel and Greedy are going to be back. And then, right. um, you know, MJ Stewart, uh, I, you know, I don't I, – I think he – I think the Browns will probably keep him for – for depth, and then uh, Jackson and AJ Green are going to be fighting for spots, and the Browns got a decision on Terrence Mitchell. And, yeah, you know, the rest of the guys are are uh, kind of all developmental guys. So, uh, yeah, you you can see why the Browns have some work to do oh, <laughs> sure. with these position groups, definitely. So, Shelley. Yes. Th- thanks for joining <laughs> us. It's been, uh, oh, it's a pleasure. been fun talking football. Always. <laughs> Always. So um, do you have any closing thoughts for us or anything anything special you're working on at the Grueling Truth you'd like to mention here? Um, closing thoughts, I, just from everything we've been saying, how cool is it that we have to worry about not developing new people because we're moving into something better? 
like it's it's not next year anymore. This is yeah. just what keeps circling my head as we were having this conversation. It's like, well, you don't want a bunch of rookies because we're going deep in the playoffs. I'm I'm just I'm just sitting here smiling, thinking about that. <laughs> it's like, damn, about time. Best off season in a long time. It really is. God, that's definitely. Feels good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff, any closing thoughts? I'm just going to summarize what we talked about tonight this way. Um, the Browns have seven to nine, depending on how you look at it, uh, jobs in the backfield that they're looking to put players into. Um, right now, we have, um, I'm going to say, four thumbs up guys, Taki Taki, Phillips, Ward, and Harrison, mm-hmm. two question mark guys in Delpit and Greedy Williams, and a backup in Sheldrick Redwine. So... Of those seven to nine jobs, we have six guys and a backup. Mm. So, yeah. boy, Andrew Barry, you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. But we know Andrew. He's he's up for it. I'm sure he's ready to. Yeah. He's probably chomping at the bit to to oh, sign yeah. the right guys and to draft the right guys and everything else. So yeah. So it's been fun uh, talking to you both. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.